Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes worked with the city guard to arrange a rescue of Trinia from the chaos of Corvosa. Having finally tracked down Salvatore Scream, Mir encountered a sickly regal man, and a touching moment was had between Vec and Trinia before armored footfalls descended on the artist's abode. The Cursed Campaign continues now. Griffin. Welcome back. Some, some more Bestow Curse. Yeah. You guys are in a little little small room now. You found Trinia? That's great. I'm doing great. Steve, have you ever kissed a girl? Yes. Once or twice. Yeah? Yep. Did you like it? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. Interesting. Yeah. Too much fluid exchange. I don't like that. Oh, yeah. Ew. Mm. Spit. It's good to know. Guys, I like kissing. Come on. I'm kidding. Well, now there's always going to be a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. You're like a pretty type A personality. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it is too gross for you. It is pretty gross. What is type A in this context? Uh, type abstinence for life. Yeah. Yeah. So straight, yeah, yeah. yeah. straight edge. <laughs> Dap me up, my brother. That's correct. <laughs> Never have I ever done alcohol. Kissed a girl. Mm-mm. Yeah, they say about kissing. Not Christ-like. Not Christ-like. Guys, come on. <laughs> Gotta save some room. Mm-hmm. So, it, it seems like that from the sounds you heard at the end of the last episode, you might, you might be in a pretty dire situation in need of an escape plan. Have any of you ever done an escape room in real life? I thought you were about to say we had us trying to kiss the guards about to break the door. <laughs> I have to... <laughs> Chris, we're gonna have to kiss the guards before they let you pass. Oh no! This is this is. I've done two escape rooms. This is Vex sacrifice. Oh my gosh! You step outside and kiss the guard while you all can escape. It's weird. Steve really role played oh, no. those guard kisses way more than he did the, the, <laughs> the Trinia kiss. The next three rooms uh, for the other exit all involve puzzles. Salvador Street set up puzzles for us to solve. <laughs> Escape the studio. <laughs> the date on the newspaper is the combination lock. <laughs> so I do want to talk, though, about the first escape room that I did. And it was mm-hmm. with Griffith and Steve. Yep. And then a bunch of other people. Uh, None of whom were good. At escape rooms, for sure. Esca- no, definitely not at escape rooms. but Or in real life, but yeah, sure. It... <laughs> You're biased. It was a Wild West-like prison break type of escape room, but they had an actor inside the whole time, and so that made me instantly uncomfy. Which takes us back to kissing. I don't like people. So there was a guard in there, like an officer of the law, who was supposed to be watching us, and he'd pretend to sleep and all that stuff. Either way, we get out of the prison, we sneak past him. Eventually, someone else in this group of ours uh, finds... A fake gun mm-hmm. and holds him at gunpoint to give us answers to the clues. We which... weren't doing very well. <laughs> that no, is we true. Were we were running out of time. It was really bad. We were really struggling. <laughs> Could you not just ask for hints and clues like in a normal escape room? So, not without a gun, Emily. So, so Emily, <laughs> it's actually much worse than you think because. Didn't we tie us? Well, well, what happened is this dude is pretending to like sleep on the job, quote unquote, says he's guarding the prisoners as we're escaping. 
And he can tell that we're completely bombing and just (laughs) we're not even close to going to be able to make it out on time. And he's doing the thing where he like mutters in his sleep. But all of the things he's muttering are escape room clues. I hate that so much. That all sounds awful. All right. Yeah, it was awful, but we needed it. And guess what? It still didn't help. help. So (laughs) hence, someone pulled a gun on him. And I don't even think we made it out of time with the gun. No, I don't think we did. It was awful. It was really bad. We had a lot of people going in different directions. I remember. Uh, also, I remember, none of us were really that close of friends, realistically, and so none of us really worked. Yeah, together. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I was working on a magnet puzzle with a piece of metal and because someone that else was, had that the was working because that was working like it was drawing the other magnet, mm-hmm. and then someone else in our group said that they found a magnet half an hour ago. Just like hanging out, like just it. put it in their pocket. Like yep. it wasn't like it was like. I've been trying to make this magnet puzzle work with a piece of metal and it's going so slow. I spent 20 minutes on this magnet puzzle before it was like, oh, I have a magnet. It was in one of the other clues that I found that I didn't share with anyone. Oh, my gosh. But there was a lot of that. Like, I feel like there were clues and there were keys to puzzles in everybody's pockets. But none of no one was actually that. Like, it was weird because obviously Griffin and I are close. Steve and Griffin were close. I was less close to Steve at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would then, say we're equally close now. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, anyways. Uh, All right, well, let's do the escape room again. <laughs> I didn't. I And then I kind of knew some of the other people, but like so brief. Yeah. And so I and again, I've said I don't like love people. So that already just started rough. We were also like blindfolded in the beginning. It was a pretty strange situation. Weird escape room. Yeah. I didn't, uh, the escape room that I did, I had like my group of people and then we had like some other random people that like we didn't know at all. We were just grouped up with them to do the room. Oh, thank you. Okay, but we worked together better than it sounds like your group did because we like actually worked together to like put the puzzles together, find Mm -hmm. the combination to like, open up the dresser to like the next room and like solve the puzzles. So even though we didn't know each other, it sounded like we maybe functioned a bit better. Because you actually communicated. That was the thing. Yeah, that helps. I would say if you got within reasonable distance of success, you did better than us. (laughs) Oh, we definitely had to ask for some hints and clues. But uh, like we were making progress. I mean, let me just put it this way. The boys on this show, along with uh, the boys from all the shows we do, along with some of our other friends, were all very drunk doing an escape room and did far better than, <laughs> yeah. than we all did sober in in the one Haley's talking about. Again, I, I mean, we can't stress it enough. We were being given clues, and we thought that still wasn't good enough. We were being given clues, but like... Members of the group were actively hiding the clues as they found them. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't sharing the clues with anyone. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And then we thought a lot. Uh, I think this happens in every escape room where you, you want to test the boundaries of like what's destructible and what's not. Yep. And so we thought there was a lot more that you could like tear apart than you could. Do you get them like buzzing in a lot? Like, no, they didn't buzz in. The dude was asleep. The dude was asleep, air quotes, in the room with us. He's like, it's not there. there." (laughs) Stop trying to pull the siding off of the cell. (laughs) 
<laughs> Here's a hint. Every room has drywall that can be broken into. <laughs> <laughs> you get out of any escape room if you punch through the drywall. Find the stud first. Here's a stud finder. <laughs> Pull out a little handsaw. Yeah. What a clue. It's a stud finder. <laughs> Weird escape rooms are really easy when you bring a stud finder and uh, a sawzall into the room with you. <laughs> Diego's mall. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because the I think the jail bars were like PVC pipe, and one of them was like the loose bar. That's how we ended up getting out. Oh, like you yeah. could pick one up and like move it to the side. You did have to like deconstruct the environment to solve puzzles, which led us to think that you could deconstruct the environment. It doesn't yeah. set a good precedent. That's they really, sure. they really had us in a deconstructing the environment mindset. <laughs> yeah. And to you escape promoters out there, try to stay away from clues that involve the players taking apart pieces of the room. <laughs> I don't remember, though, but Steve and I definitely went to another one. Yes. Because I got roped into a thing with, like, some work people, and I got roped into this, and then I had two tickets because I instinctively got both, but then Griffin was super hungover, and Steve said, I'll go. Um, (laughs) Griffin was too hungover to go. I was still hungover. (laughs) I was in really bad shape, but just a little better than Griffin. I was having a time. I don't recall almost anything about that room, though. I remember we succeeded. And there were flashlights, and that's it. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was an extremely not memorable experience, but also I wasn't doing really well. So, <laughs> so I think as a group, this is going to go really well. You guys trying to figure out how to, how to approach this. Yeah, tell us what the room looks like. Yeah, I'll tell you what's destructible and what's not. Yeah, that's what I want. So, got to give out a hero point. This one goes to Haley. It is from 10 Lawn Gnomes. Here's to hoping this turns a close shave into a resounding success. This is another pity that one. That kind of hurts, yeah. actually, because uh, last time I, I did change a close shave to You, to you a changed a success to a failure. So, yeah, yeah, that stings. I really wish you would have rounded out the haircut pun, like a close shave to a cut above or something, you know? Oh, it's a haircut thing? I thought it was a reference to the Wallace and Gromit short, a close shave. Steve, get out of here. I hate claymation. <laughs> get out of here. What? Say that again. I don't like claymation. Okay. Fine. We're not going to get into a fight on air about this, Chris. We no, could talk after. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> so when last we left our heroes, they talked to... Cressida Croft, who explained her doubt that this manhunt for Trinia Sabor is much more than chasing around a scapegoat because of the way that uh, that the queen announced this to the city uh, seems to be causing more harm than than good and seems to be diverting attention away from anything else. You learn that Ven Carlo is in on it. So you went to talk to him and he offered his support and mentioned that you should probably take the shingles if Trinia is in Old Corvosa to get her to his academy. You then went back to Piltswastel's place, exemplary execrables, still hard to say, and convinced him using a Salvatore Scream original that you got from Cresta Croft to uh, introduce you. Salvatore Scream was there that night. And he took you back to his studio, where he had a very sick man and Trinia staying. The last thing you heard was the sound of armor moving in a hurried fashion outside, 
and a couple muffled references that sounded like they might be related to nine lives and a half orc. That's where we find you. What are you doing? I think Mir's the one who heard everyone be quiet. There's people outside. You mentioned nine lives and a half orc. They saw us. We've got to get out of here, but we also can't bring attention to this house. Salvatore, do you have a back door or something of the like? Uh, yeah, you could, I mean, you could leave out of the studio door. It faces the water. I uh, may maybe uh, skirt around using the rickety dock around my place uh, to, to get a little further from the house. I think that might be our only hope. And then we kind of have to be seen because I think someone saw us come in here. I'm not saying that we yell and say, come and get us or anything, but at least if Diego or myself are seen by this group, they won't come in here and they can't come in here. We're not a stealthy bunch. Not too worried about not being seen. Well, I'm stealthy. (laughs) I didn't know about Diego, but we maybe need to turn that off. If they see us leaving this place, they'll search the place eventually, though. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we sneak our way out of here. And then once we're at least far enough away, maybe then we purposefully make a noise and be a bit visible. Even if we sneak our way out and next to another one of these houses and then look like we're coming out of there, it'd be better than this. How how far away are we from the shingles right now in terms of like just running? You're at the water's edge, so you think you're probably, you know, maybe a block until the shingles get dense. Part of me wants to just book it now out of the out of the exit they're not looking at, but yeah, maybe if, we, if we're not, if we're a little far away from shingles, maybe we do draw, try to draw them away. Salvatore, do you have somewhere to take this sick man once we take the heat off him? I don't make him back. Can move. He can't move. That's dangerous. We can't let them come in here. If they already saw Diego and mentioned the half-orc. We will be connected. It sounds like we already are. I mean, I don't know how much more we can be connected. They already are coming towards us when we've not been connected yet, just by it being nine lives and apparently a half-orc, <laughs> but they're already following us and already looking into wherever we go. Is what it going to change? This will prove their assumptions and their suspicions if we are leaving with uh, another person. What if we run for it right now, try to lose them in the streets? I think we need to go quick, but Salvatore, I've heard you are good at disguising yourself or staying rather hidden. Can you throw something quick on Trinia? Sure, I I don't know what good that's going to do you if they've recognized you. I, I certainly can't change the way he looks. No, but it might at least not make them suspicious that we're getting the killer of the king, as they say. It would just mean it's, you know, nine lives that they're chasing versus, or, you know, a king killer. Sure, I mean, I'll I'll do what I can. Okay. Sylvie's gonna pull her hair and part it differently, so the her black, or dark brown hair covers the white, so she's not quite so noticeable. Yeah, like, honestly, we're a pretty present group at this point. We're working with the guard. I've, we've got strong ties to DeVargo. It's not like we haven't... And we've been to the Queen. Like, we're a pretty obvious group at this point. It's now about how do we make it so that it doesn't look like we are also 
part of the King <laughs> Killing group. Yeah. Just think we have Trinia with us right now. I think the, the big primary goal is just to get her to. Yeah, we just got to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get her to Ben Carlo. I agree. We've got to run. I just, you know, getting Salvatore to put a disguise on helps us. So now mm-hmm. let's run. Okay. Yep. I think I think I'm on board with that. So you're running without stealthing. We could try stealth to get as far away as possible. I, I guess we're not that stealthy of a group, anyways, though. Uh, Sylvie's decent at stealthing. Same. How is Trinia at I'm, stealthing? I'm pretty good. You got a plus eleven. Dang. Oh, I got a plus so four. Vex the biggest issue. Yeah. It's just that's. It would be nice not to call attention to this house. Yeah. We can make a big effort to try to stealth initially, because and then just yeah. sprint, and then yeah, go for it. All right, so let's try and stealth until we can at least maybe come out of a different location than this house. I got a hero point I can throw at it if it really comes to that. It's a super low roll. Oh, yeah. I have two. All right. I know what you got to beat. Go ahead and give me those rolls. It can't get much better than that. I got an 18 on the die. That's a 22. I'm not throwing any hero points at this. I have a 20. Mm -hmm. I... Also got a 22. 25. You manage to stealth down the dock. You see up ahead torches and heavily, one heavily armored, what looks to be a Hell Knight. Um, Another person has like this long halberd and they're walking around. They kind of like have the leash held in another hand of this dog that just, like, has these, like, infernal features. And it's, like, sniffing around. You make it down the dock and up. And once you head into the street, you are noticed, but not after having moved successfully away from Salvatore's studio. Okay, so just to clarify what you're saying there is that, yes, we are noticed but they don't see us coming out of that door or associated with that particular building. They basically catch you when you move into the light of the street. That's that's very, very good for us. Honestly, I don't think it could take any Yeah. Yep. Um, we're going to use those rolls as your initiative. Yeah. So as you cross, you're kind of in the middle of this street. There is one heavily armored Hell Knight down the street on one side and a Hell Knight and a Hell Hound down the other street. Are we still running or is this a more of a uh, we're cornered and now fighting scenario? These guys have seen you now, so you think, especially the hellhound's gonna be, like, the person with the hellhound's probably gonna be able to take, like, follow you right up. If, if you if you go up into the shingles with these guys following you, they're likely going to raise the alert further. Okay. Trinia! We had to see Trinia in combat for the first time. Depends. Maybe she uses her actions to make out with Vec. I don't know. Maybe, I yeah. I freaking hope not. We'll Two see. actions, fluid swap. Uh, uh, make a will save. <laughs> Everyone in dead feet. We now find out that she does have the Uzmor uh, archetype. And the skin of a killer. Yeah, that's <laughs> suspicious. So remind me again what your stealth scores were. 25. 22. Also 22. 20. Okay, Sylvie and Diego. Who wants to go first between the two of you? I think that's or Sylvie and Vex, sorry. Sylvie, you definitely can go first. Okay, sounds good. 
You want to try taking the the Hell Knight and the Hound? I'm thinking like we're, we're probably gonna have to focus something down. Might as well be the two maybe melee combatants. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Hell Knight is probably the most dangerous between them. So we the the single one or the one with the Hound. Oh, I mean, I. Uh... Griff, do they both appear to be Hell Knights and one just is like an animal wrangler Hell Knight? They or? do. They okay, both appear cool. to be Hell Knights. The top of the round, it is the Hell Knight with the dog next to it. Spends one action commanding the dog. You hear it. Those are the ones we're after. Sick em. And he drops the leash. He's going to move within 10 feet of Sylvie and attack with a halberd. However, a 14 will not hit Sylvie. The other Hell Knight double moves to the party and is going to swing this hammer that crackles with electricity at Figgy. Is he not like that? At the Figgy? Mm-hmm. That is a 22. That will hit. Piggy takes 12 points of bludgeoning and one point of electricity damage. It's now Mir's turn. Okay. That was not good for Figgy. There's not many spells I can do. I guess, Griffin, would we have our weapons out then? I don't know how stealthing works with weapons, but yeah, obviously your, I knew we were... were out. You knew you might be facing combat here. Yeah. Problem is, Mir uses a longbow, and that's probably what she would have had out thinking that they would be further away when she saw them. So I guess she's going to have to use some sort of cantrip. Hey, close enough for an electric arc? Well, I don't have electric arc anymore. Oh. What? I took that off a while ago. I oh, talked to no. you guys about that. I, I totally forgot. No, it's, I, 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 it's funny. <laughs> we, we love that cantrip. I, d- I didn't realize you got rid of it. Okay. I yeah, still- I, I did a while ago because you had it, and so I was trying to get variety of da- damage types. No, that's that's a very good call. I just didn't know. Okay. Would I be able to cast hydraulic push on this? And like we're right five yeah, feet next to each other, adjacent. so that sh- should be fine. So I guess it's just that's never good to cast a spell right in front of someone. Only if they have attack of opportunity, which we don't know they do yet, though. All right. Well, I guess I'll do that. I'm. I- you're casting hydraulic push. Yeah, I just I have a feeling because there it's a knight and like if anything a paladin's gonna have that. He does in fact have attack of opportunity, so he's going to attack you. That is a twenty-one to hit. That hits. Okay, that doesn't disrupt because it's not a critical, so you still get your spell off. However, you're gonna take twelve points of bludgeoning and one point of electricity damage. Then I'll cast my spell. 16 to hit. 16 misses. Yeah, I figured. Final action. Figgy will attack with his jaws, then claw, because he can do two, right? Yep. Jaws are 18. Nope. Yep, figured. All right, claws. Not going to hit. Okay. Sylvie. Sylvie is obviously within range of the Hell Knight that uh, moved up to her to attack if Sylvie casts a spell with only a verbal component, um, that would not provoke, correct? If it does not have the manipulate trait, it does not provoke, or the move trait. It does not. Then it won't. Yep, just just verbal. It is a cantrip. 
All right, Sylvie casts her shield around her, and then she will attempt to tumble through the square of this Hell Knight with a natural 20. That's a 32. Yeah, okay, okay. If only I had saved that for my attack. So which one are you tumbling through? Uh, Sylvie's going to tumble through the one that attacked her. Okay. And she puts herself at a diagonal to allow for a flank to be set up. But because she tumbled through, this person is now flat-footed. Okay. Against her attack, and she is in state of panache, and she attacks with her kukri, slashing out at this hell knight. All right, that is a 27. Okay, that hits. Sweet. Oh, minimum damage of six. And that is her turn. She still has her shield up. Okay, Vec. So we're all kind of clustered up here with a Hell Knight sort of on one side of the party and then one with a Hellhound or some sort of devilish looking dog on the other. We're starting to get a little spread out with Sylvie moving out, but we're still very clumped up. Vec's going to look back to Trini and say, don't worry, we're professionals. We got this handled. Then he is going to spend one action to cast Life Link on Figgy, which keys on his moderate curse. This is just going to be a small amount of damage, but if Figgy does take damage next round, this is going to transfer at least three points of that will transfer to Vec. Of course, he heals minimum with one hit point. But really what I was trying to do is key on that moderate curse. Mm -hmm. Then with one action, he touches Mir, who's right next to him, and casts Lay on Hands, which will heal her 14 points of damage and give you a plus two to your AC for a round in case they keep wanting to uh, put some lumps on you. And then finally, he's going to look at that same creature that's been harassing Mir and Figgy and glare intimidatingly at it (laughs) to try and uh, give it that frightened condition. Sure. Okay, okay, okay. 29. 29 is a success, not a critical one. Ooh, 19 on the die. Okay. So, yeah, he is frightened one. That's my full turn. Okay. Diego, you're up next. Okay, that changes things a little bit. It looks like I could probably get into a flanking position on either of these Hell Knights, but if one is frightened, that changes the the odds a bit. It's going to yell out, hang on, Sylvie, as you see the, the Hellhound in the back that hasn't yet entered the fray looks to be closest to her. He's going to spend a move action to move around to be flanking the Hell Knight with Figgy. And I think I'm just going to take two attacks on it. Um, Not going to worry about raging or anything just yet. Okay. 19 to hit. Because it's flanked, meets beats. (gasps) Awesome. Nice. Flank and frighten. Got to bring those ACs down. Six points of damage. Bludgeoning damage to it. Next attack. Uh, I don't think that's going to hit. That's a, a 15. That does not hit. It is the Hellhound's turn. It moves up to flank Sylvie. It's going to attack Sylvie with its jaws. 26 to hit. Yes, that hits. Okay. Are you a good character? Yes. Oh, no. Nothing good ever happens when I mean, that that's question a, I mean, that's out. a subjective uh, question. <laughs> is any of us truly good? Okay. Sylvie, you take five points of piercing damage 
three points of fire damage and one point of evil damage. Ooh. Yikes, that adds up. And it's going to attack at you again. Ten. <gasps> that is a critical fail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My AC? Is it, a crit- is it a critical fail when you're flanked? Oh, no. No, it's not because my AC right now is a 21. Yeah. Darn it. I got so excited. I thought it was going to be close. Oh, all right. Well, I can't do anything then. Okay, but it it does completely whiff on that last attack. It is Trinia's turn. What's it going to be? Monk Trinia? Bard Trinia? (laughs) Rogue Artist Trinia? Magus. Magus, Trinia. Spell strike with an easel. She begins to inspire courage. Oh, here we go. My girl. She sees that Sylvia is flanked, and so she casts a spell at the Hell Knight that's flanking Sylvie, which needs to make a will save. Um, the Hell Knight begins to laugh as she casts hideous laughter at it, and it is slowed one and cannot use reactions. Which one is this? The one next to Ah, Sylvie. Nice. Okay. That's Trinia's turn. You guys keyed on your Inspire Courage. It is now this Hell Knight that is flanking Sylvie's turn. It is slowed one, so it only gets two actions. And it's going to move around to Trinia and attack at her. Yeah, it has reach. However, it misses. The other Hell Knight turns on Diego, uh, is going to move around him out of the flank, and then attack him twice with his crackling electric hammer. 24 for the first swing. Hit. Uh, the second swing will miss you. Keep rolling the same on this one. Uh, 12 points of bludgeoning damage, one point of electricity. Mir, you're up. I have my bow already out. Mm-hmm. How much cover, I guess? I don't know how, I don't really know how cover works in 2E. Would so I if get... there's a person between you and the target, it is soft cover, so they get a plus one to their AC. If there is an object or building between them, it's regular cover unless like more than half of them is concealed and then it's greater cover. So I guess I would have cover on both the Hell Knights but not the Hell Hound. Do you have a long bow or a short bow? A long bow. All right, so you can tell me I'm jumping in. You already know about this, but it's got that volley trait. Yeah. Okay, cool. Never mind then. Yes, and that's... So you need to be 30 feet away or else it takes a penalty. Yeah, minus two. Which means that the hell, the hellhound or whatever that is, is exactly 30. What the dog doing? Yeah, I was going to say the hellhound is honestly the best bet because there is no cover. I do not have to move and I don't take a penalty. So I will shoot an arrow at it. Okay. I got a natural 19. Yeah. Uh, that goes to a 29. A 29 on the Hellhound is exactly a critical. Yes! Yes, Yay. yes, yes. And this is a deadly. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's what I'm talking When it's deadly, you add one of the dice for the, from the deadly die. 
Uh-huh, yes. So, like, you would double your dice and add a deadly d10, so 1d10. Or double your damage, I guess. Double your, right. yeah. Roll your normal damage, double it, and then, yeah, roll the extra die. It's 14 damage. With the d10? Yeah. Oh, no. I rolled a 5 and a 2. Still, damage is damage. And you don't have any, you don't have any bonus on... Plus 1. So, that's... Yep, 14. Set yeah, five I'm, and a two is five plus one is six five times plus two one is, is six, plus yeah, two yeah, plus yeah. two points. Oh yeah, two is the the d ten. Like it's not good damage. That's it. <laughs> okay, that's one action. Um, try and shoot another one at the hound. Twenty one. Twenty one to hit. Mm-hmm. That hits. All right. That is eight points of damage. Nice. There we go. All right. And then the last action, Mir's gonna command Figgy. Because we need to do more damage. But I think Figgy's best bet is actually to get to the other side of Vec and attack this other Hell Knight. Okay. Alright, um, so he will move around and flank with Vec. And then Jaws and Claws. 18 on the die. Wow. No. And that will go to a 26. 26 hits. And that is seven points of damage. And now the claw. That is an eight on the die. <laughs> the bite. What type of damage is that? Piercing? Yeah. Sylvie. Figgy just moved into the flank that Sylvie mm-hmm. was going to take. Oops. Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, he did damage, so. Uh, Sylvie, instead, she looks like she was about ready to run over there. But instead, she turns towards the hellhound that took a nasty bite out of her. And she doesn't want the annoyance of this hellhound anymore. So she's holding her kukri. So the blade kind of goes along her forearm. And when she strikes out at the hellhound, she flicks her wrist with a confident finish to try to finish off this hellhound. Uh, but I rolled a natural one. <laughs> so definitely doesn't hit. With a competent finisher, there's no critical failure, but there is a failure description. Do I still just follow the failure description? Um, I don't know if that has a... If it's like critical failure, nothing happens. It just says failure. There's no... Yeah, there's no designation for critical failure. It just says failure. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with it. Okay. So half your precision damage. Yep. All right. So that would have been nine damage. So half of that running down four. Okay. Man, unfortunate. Um, And then she does not want to be around this creature. So she moves up to the Hell Knight that moved away from her. And then final action, she casts her shield again. Okay. Vec. Vec's right up in this creature's business, this Hell Knight. He is going to say, you should have checked out some other shack, mate, and try to intimidate this one. Well, they didn't know you came from a shack, but I guess now they do. <laughs> and, and well, actually, so so the thing is, I didn't describe that he was pointing at a different shack. <laughs> yeah, sure. Clever. Um. And Matume goes running into an alley. Matume? <laughs> he points at Shaq, he goes running into an alley. Oh, yeah. All right. Natural one. Okay. 
All right. Is there a critical failure on a thing? Let me check. No, there is not. There's just critical and regular success. So he fails, but it is what it is. And I've looked at the board, and he is within range of both Hell Knights. He pulls back the sleeve from his tattoo, which starts to glow this bright, vibrant blue and lightning arcs between the two of them. I'm going to need reflex saves from both Hell Knights. Yeah. One right next to you is at a 19. Meets beats. That's my class DC, I believe. The other one is no longer scurred. He's got a 25. Regular success. Both of them are regular successes, so we're talking half damage. Okay. The regular damage was 10. We're going to round that down to five. And I know they succeeded, but they're in this big, heavy plate armor, right, Griffin? So yeah, this this electricity shoots from his tattoo and bounces between the two, and they like kind of vibrate and shake in this armor as they're kind of getting cooked alive in it. But that's my full turn. Sure. Diego. Okay. Diego's going to look at the, the Hell Knight with the hammer standing next to him and glare at him and say, looks like you bit off more than you can chew and try to intimidate him. 25 to intimidate. That is a regular success. Okay, so he's frightened one. Again, uh, I'm not... I'm already benefiting from the Inspire Courage. I'm not going to waste an action raging at this point. I'm going to try to take two strikes at him. Okay. 15's not going to do it. But a 21 might. Because you frightened him. (gasps) Yes! Yay! Uh, 12 points of bludgeoning damage. It is the Hellhound's turn. It is going to... (laughs) It's going to move in front of Mir. And it's going to go ahead and spit a cone of fire out, affecting Mir, Vec, and Trinia. Oh. I need some basic reflex saves. What's the dog doing? He be spitting. 19. 18. Ooh, Trinia critically succeeds. Woo. Um, 18 fails, 19 succeeds. 13 points of damage for of fire damage for Ooh. the fail. Uh, six for the succeed. None for Trinia. That is the Hellhound's turn. Back at the top, it is this currently flanked Hell Knight's turn that is slowed from the... Or no, sorry, I guess it's it's Trinia's turn. I tried to skip Trinia. Trinia's going to inspire courage again um, so that you all have it. Yay! Yes. Awesome. And then... What is she doing to inspire courage? Like, is she, is she like, giving a speech? She's or just painting singing. on the wall behind her? Yeah, she's just singing. Ooh. Um... I think she's going to go ahead and cast a magic missile at the big guy with her other two actions. So that'll be two missiles. Auto damage. Gotta love it. Yep. Not a ton of damage, though. Only five points of damage. But it's something. All right. This Hell Knight is going to... Well, first things first, I'm going to actually take one of those... um, damages away from the um, magic missile because Trinia would have sustained the uh, hideous laughter on that hell knight. Mm, yes. Um, so More important. that one guy takes a little bit less damage, only two less damage, but um, instead of sending two missiles, she sends one, and now this hell knight, the one with the pole arm, 
only has two actions because it remains slowed one. It's going to attack its Sylvie. Uh-oh. It is a 29 to hit. That definitely hits. Okay. And Sylvie, I'm assuming, is going to be taking damage here. So she is going to use her shield uh, block reaction to have some of this damage blocked by her shield. So it's going to absorb it and then shatter. Okay. 13 points of piercing damage. All right. So that actually is only eight points of damage. Five points was soaked up by her shield. Nice. And then it is going to go ahead and claw at you. What's clawing? But that's only a 17, so that won't hit. The Hell Knight claw? Yeah. Like a gauntlet claw? Huh. Looked like a real claw to you. Oh, Oh, interesting. Creepy. Hmm. That's suspicious. (laughs) Put that in my notes. Hell Knight has claws. Hell Knight has hell influence. The other Hell Knight is going to attack at Diego. Attempt to attack. Mm-hmm. It is frightened. 24 to hit. Hit. That is 13 points of bludgeoning, one point of electricity. I'm going to go ahead and swing again. 20. Meets beats. 19 points of bludgeoning and one point of electricity. Ooh. That's not great. Diego is very wounded. It looks like the hammer struck uh, a vital part, like in his like chest rib cage area. Well, then he's going to attempt to intimidate Diego. You'll be hung right side, Miss Sabor, if you don't run away now. That is a twenty-four. That succeeds. Okay, Mir, you're up. Is dropping weapon in action? It's free. free. Okay. Uh, well, I mean. Longbow's not going to help me here, so I need to drop it, seeing as everybody is very close. And I will pull out instead my War Razor. Okay. So there is... Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not flanking, and if I move, then Figgy can't attack. If I move and then attack, then Figgy can't attack, but I'm not currently flanking. So I'm just going to have to attack without the flanking, unfortunately. Wait, if you move, then attack. Figgy can't attack. Why? Because I won't. Because you drew the war rate. Want to give it yeah. to yeah. yeah. Gotcha. 25. 25 does hit the Hellhound. Yeah, don't worry about it. You got this, Haley. <laughs> you don't need no flank. Four points of damage. I rolled a nat one on the mm. damage die. Damage is damage. Damage okay. is damage. All right. And then Figgy uh, will be commanded to attack. Sure. Jaws Claws. <laughs> That is 15. So, rolling for the claws. Rolled real bad for Figgy. So, nothing. Okay, Sylvie. All right, Sylvie is going to try to enter Panache again by tumbling through the slowed Hell Knight. I think this should do it with a 30. 30 does. All right, she tumbles back around and stays in her same position she was in uh, as she tumbles through the Hell Knight Square she says you move as fast as a glacier then as she enters her new square while in a state of panache she she turns right around and is ready to use her 
finisher. So she adds an extra flick of her wrist as she strikes with her kukri. This is a 26. 26 hits. And it is Mm flat-footed, but I doubt that makes it a critical. Nope. All right. Ah, thankfully. So this is a finisher, so I'm going to add that extra damage. 21 points of damage. Oh. What does it look like? Oh, yes. yes. So she, her, as I said, her blade is along her forearm, and she flicks her wrist extra hard um, as she attacks the Hell Knight, and it rips through the armor and stabs into the flesh beneath as this Hell Knight falls. And she has one more action. So she can no longer use her shield, but she can hold her dueling cape in a protective position. So she's hiding behind her cape. You raise a cape. Yes. Beck. Beck casts guidance on Diego and then looks over shouting, he's not gonna hang in neither is Trinia. He's going to spend two actions to cast heal at second level toward Diego. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wheel and woe on the D12s. It's going to be 31 points of healing. Whoa. That is a 1, a 12, and then a static 18 with my curse. I am way above half health now, thanks for that. <laughs> I was at nine hit points per- prior to that. Ooh. But that's a full turn. You got your guidance. Yeah. You got your healing. Chris, I just need you to deliver. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Speaking of delivering, it's Diego's turn. Yeah. Smash. Diego's a little panicked, but he feels this on influx of, of energy and vigor into him. And he rages. And he turns towards this Hell Knight with a, uh, a deep yowl, swings the mace or the maul down on him. You got your guidance. That is... A 19 to hit. I'm thinking about hero pointing this. I don't think a 19 does it without uh, flank. Yeah, I'm going to spend a hero point. Okay. Worse. I don't hit the first time. I'm going to roll again for a second. 19 on the die for my second hit. That goes to a 24. 24 does hit. Okay. All right. Okay. 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. That's my turn. All right, it is the Hellhound's turn. It saw you just smash one of its masters, so it's going to take a step to flank, and then it's going to attack at Diego twice. That is a 29. That crits. Okay. Are you a good character? I am not. Okay. Yeah, you're a neutral boy. Lawful neutral. 26 points of damage, two of it fire. Big chunk. Now it attacks you again. And I don't think a 13 will get you even flanked. It's Trinia's turn. She saw that happen. She continues the Inspire Courage. She no longer has to keep up a hideous laughter because that enemy has been dealt with. So she soothes Diego. You are healed 12 points, and you receive a plus two status bonus to saves against mental effects uh, for one minute. Awesome. This ain't going to be good, though, because it is the Hell Knight with the crackling electric hammer that's behind Diego. 
flanking, and it's going to attack Adam. Is oh, we'll see. Twenty-seven to hit a flat-footed Diego. Flat-footed that crits. <gasps> Shit. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Interestingly, I didn't realize that the rage status penalty to AC and frightened don't stack, so I can be frightened while raging, and it doesn't matter to me. It's interesting. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But this definitely still crits. <laughs> that is 24 points of damage, two of it electric. Diego is still up, but definitely still hurt. Yeah, this guy's going to swing again. 25. That hits. 13 points of damage. Or, sorry, 19 points of damage. Diego is definitely down, but he's re- he's going to react to this and use for the first time, I think on the show, this deliberate death reaction. Okay. So this is part of his Duskwalker thing. When you're about to gain the dying condition, like I am here, and the creature is within melee reach, I can make a strike out against them just before going down. Oh, that's cool. wild. Yeah. So here comes my attack. Three on the die is not going to hit, so I just go down. I'm now dying one. You are dying one, and you're going to move an initiative before this guy. Oh, boy. Okay. And I stop raging, too. Yeah. He moves up in front of Mir, and that is his turn. So just... Two big hits with this crackling hammer just dent Diego's breastplate, and he falls... And I'm wearing hide. Dense Just my hide armor. Dense his hide. There's dents all over that leather. You see, you see the, the leather like char where this electricity just hits him in the chest. And the and then he just like menacingly walks over in front of Mir. Mir, you are up. Yeah, so options are I can attack and do D4 plus three damage if I hit. I could try to go heal Diego, but I definitely will take an attack. Like, without a doubt. And I don't know how much I can heal him. Don't I, I can pump a shit ton into him again if you want. That's what I was planning on doing. Yeah, I just, I worry if I heal him not all the way, he's still 100% within attack range of this mm-hmm. Hell Knight. If I take a step back that doesn't incur... Right. Okay. Fire's probably not the best thing to use against these guys, huh? We don't do knowledge checks, I understand, but just thinking through. I am going to take a step back uh, diagonally, so I'm out of range of both of them. And then I am going to cast Scatter Scream in both of their squares, because they're right next to each other, and this is two contiguous five-foot cubes. Sure. Um, as a jumble of rocks will come down in the area, and I need a basic reflex save from both of them. Okay. The Hell Knight gets a 19. The Hell Hound gets a 13. Needs beats for the Hell Knight. Hell Hound fails. You're getting hit by shingles in the shingles. Yes. So one really good thing for them to know, which is uh, the ground in the area becomes difficult terrain, and they can uh, interact to clear square. And that is 11 points of damage to the Hell Hound and five points of damage to the Hell Knight. The Hell Hound dies. Yeah! yeah. Okay. I rolled really good damage on that. Silly. Now that that Hell Knight moved up, 
it's close enough that Sylvie could tumble through his square. Um, now, that difficult terrain, Sylvie already treats his square as difficult terrain. There's no such thing as double difficult terrain. Okay, perfect. She tumbles through and she's going to, you know, maybe get in position for a future flank. And she's going to stand right next to Diego, or at least attempt to, as she tumbles through. Uh-oh, only a 14. Nope, that is a fail. All right, so she just moves up. In- uh, and that allows him to take reactions, correct? Yeah, I believe so. So he's going to attack of opportunity you. 29 to hit. Yes, that hits. 20 points of damage. One of Ooh. that is electricity. Sylvie is hanging on by a thread. Oh my gosh. And she is not have panache. She's going to attack. Uh, that is a 25. That hits. All right. Yeah. There we go. That is nine points of damage. Okay. All right. And then she still has one more move. I mean, putting up her dueling cape isn't going to help at all for this, at least not likely. So she's going to try to hit again. Okay. Uh, with a natural one. You're lucky he's not a swashbuckler. I know. <laughs> Vec. Vec saw his buddy Diego drop, and he is just in this state of fury and rage and protectiveness over Trinia. And he, t- he looks at his buddy Diego. I don't think so. Diego, get the fuck up. We're not done yet. And with another heal, that is going to be... 33 points of healing. Oh my goodness. Get up off the ground. Extra action. Guidance. Sylvie, let's go. All right. It's Trinia's turn. She inspires courage. She is going to raise a shield and just kind of be ready, seeing that the two frontliners are hopefully going to get this done without her having to take any more spells. Diego, it is your turn. Okay. Diego was wounded one on the ground. I think he has to spend an action to pick his maul up, stand up, which will give him one action to strike. So that is what he is going to do. I can no longer, I can't rage for the next minute. 17 on the die, that's a 28 to hit. 28 hits. Yes! Maximum damage. Ah, I got an axe on my d12. That is going to be 17 points of bludgeoning damage. Is exactly what you oh, needed. I said wow. we were doing Yeah! Hey, that's so good. As uh, this guy has 75 hit points. Wow. Holy cow. I, he doesn't see me stand up behind him, but I do. I raise my maul and I rock him across the back of the head. Yes. And just, the hammer just goes limp in his hand and hits the ground with a crackle as this electricity just kind of jolts out from it on the impact. You're out of combat. You have, you know, a block to run till you get up to the shingles and you hear off into the distance as an alarm is raised. (laughs) Diego, you see this hammer at your feet. Take it and run. Picking it up, it all the hair on your arm kind of stands on end. Make me an occultism check. Eight. Eight. <laughs> You're not really sure. 
but as you're running, you Fair, might show it. I just got a it. concussion, so. Yeah, you might, you might like, show it to others if you want to make a check. Yeah, we're running. He's going to pick up the hammer and run and say, there's magic on this. Look, what is this? <laughs> magic. <laughs> Sylvie takes a look at it. Your priorities are a little out of whack, my friend. You almost died. 26 from Mir. I don't get close to that, yeah. Only a 23. Mir, you've heard of weapons like this, sometimes actually forged by the non-metal versions forged by druids. This is called a storm hammer, and you know that this one is striking. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Using knowledge nature, she understands this natural strength of a storm. That's very cool. And so what a storm hammer is, is it is a weapon that upon every strike deals an extra point of electricity damage. Uh, this one has a striking rune, but it is normally a plus one hammer, war hammer. Also, once per 10 minute rest, you can use an action to activate the hammer and all of your damage for that round becomes electricity. Remember when the question was posed, is Diego a good character? Well, now he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start running, huh? And so you make haste to a staircase that, you know, crookedly gets you up to the shingles. From this vantage point, you look out and you see torches down the city streets as hell knights kind of start to descend on your location. And we'll continue the curse campaign next time. All right. Oh. Woo. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.